All right, Ulysses, our mailbag is filling up. It is overfilled, so we got to empty some of them out, which is why we're having a Tuesday mailbag and a Wednesday mailbag. And these are all really entertaining, and they come all from all over the place. So let's get started right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure you check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays, as well as all the other traditional podcasting platforms. You can also check us out on social media, Twitter, Instagram, at Locked On Rays, and email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. All right, let's get right into to these mailbag questions. This first one from Cody Glazer. He says, uh, hey, Locked on Rays guys, just binged a bunch of off-season pods to get me back in the Rays spirit. We're back, baby. Brandon Lau, 50 homers incoming. That is a hot take. Uh, <laughs> no, please do not uh, bet your life savings on Brandon Lau getting 50 homers. Maybe across two seasons, if you're guessing it over 2023 and 2024. Even that probably isn't a smart bet. Uh, but his mailbag question here is I've been considering a raise related tattoo for a while now and almost got it this last week. But given the current status of the team, I've been having strong second thoughts, the pain of getting a sweet tattoo of a stingray shagging baseballs underwater only to see the team move to Nashville and become the Nashville blues or whatever would haunt me for the rest of my days. Would you wait to get the tattoo until the stadium plans are finalized or go full speed ahead on the tattoo? Love the pod. Always appreciate listening and feeling a part of the Rays Nation from up here in Tallahassee. We do love that. When you mention and re you reach out to us and tell you where you're from or where you're living, that adds a little color to your email or comment. So, Cody, uh, thank you. And uh, Ulysses, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. You you do have a couple tattoos. So what's your advice to Cody here? Well, Cody, thank you for, for writing to us. I'll, always good to hear from you. And about the tattoo, I don't think there has been this much confidence, however you want to quantify the confidence level right now of the race staying. Uh, I don't think it's, there's ever been this much positivity around yeah. it as there is right now. Like right now, we have never been this positive about the stadium saga in a long, long time. Um, there's a lot of positivity. It seems like St. Pete is going to take it, uh, which, again, big picture, it's fine. It's not going to solve the problems. The, uh, a fancy yeah. little battery thing is going to be cool, but it's not going to solve the problems. But baseball remains in the TBA area, which is great. However, being the person that I am, I'm very cautious, especially when you're putting ink to, uh, permanently to your body. Uh, you got to think about it. You got to design it. You got, you know, you got to want it. Where do you want to uh, have it? I, if it were me, just because of the type of person that I am, I would hold on until I see shovels hit the ground. And then I'm like, okay, time to get it. But until the shovels right. aren't hitting uh, dirt, I would I would just hold off because like you, I think we we share this Cody. 
it would haunt me. It would also haunt me just to have something that I'm like, oh, what could have been? Why did I do? You know, it would really suck. So I would just hold on until you see those shells hitting dirt, man. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily about I'm pretty confident in the fact that the Rays will be seen in the Tampa Bay area, but there is always that chance of that not happening. But I would maybe be a little bit more concerned of, hey, with the new stadium, whether it's in St. Petersburg or somewhere in Tampa or elsewhere in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. what is the possibility or the chance of a name change, a logo change, a mascot change? I mean, maybe they really, hey, we're bringing in a new era with this. I wouldn't totally take that out of the equation. And yeah, the Marlins did it. They got a new, they got a new mm-hmm. stadium. They're like, where are the Miami Marlins? There's a new refresh to, to the, to the franchise. The race could do that. Um, maybe not a name yeah. change, but maybe just a different, instead of a sunburst, something else. Um, so, but again, I think this part is okay to be nostalgic about or melancholic about. I don't know which one, which one of those two use Cody. I think melancholic is if, if it's more negative uh, and then uh, nostalgic if it's positive, thinking about the past. So if you're just nostalgic about the Devil Ray logo, then then that's okay. It doesn't have to mean something in the future. Um, so right. th- that's, that's okay. But yeah, that, this is a good question, man. It, it does kind of uh, divide the, the listenership or the fandom into... What kind of person are you? I just go full throttle and, and you don't care. I'm just doing it for the past reasons and I'm going for it. Mm-hmm. Or am I more cautious and I want to know, hey, in 25 years, there's still going to be ball and I can have to mean something for a long, long time rather than just uh, capitulating on, on like three, four more years of, of possible baseball in Tampa Bay. But I'm with you. It does seem like baseball will remain in the area. Um, I'm, I'm pretty confident about that. But again, what part, what type of person are you? I mean, Kevin, are you with me? Would you just wait until shovels hit the dirt or would you just go full throttle? Well, I don't know because I, I don't know if I'd want to get a tattoo of a stingray shagging baseballs underwater. So, um, I'm typically a more by the seat of my pants kind of guy. So I would, if I'm thinking about doing it, I would probably just do it at that point. Um, but Cody, please do not take my advice necessarily, which how much would a tattoo like this cost? Like I, I throw ballpark out there, 400 bucks. I don't know. I mean, if I'm, I'm assuming he wants color, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be a cool design. I'm thinking like the, remember in finding Nemo, the, the teacher was a manta, right? Wasn't he? It's been a long time since I saw finding Nemo. So I'll take your word for I it. I think it was a manta, right? And like, I'm thinking like when he's like uh, putting, is it wings? What, what did manta rays it's a wing the wingspan like coming up from up above and then like pushing dirt up i'm thinking like baseballs around there like that would be kind of a cool design yeah for i think 400 bucks if it's 500 bucks okay. color i don't know mines are pretty simple and so. who knows maybe if 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 you get it and you don't like it depending on what your finances are and how much you can endure pain there's always the option of having that tattoo removed there's a whole uh niche industry of uh those people that can do that for thousands of dollars and uh and some pain as well i will say this it hurts way more to get a tattoo removed than to get a tattoo so cody just know that too yeah 
And I want to know, Cody, if, if you want to follow up, like, where are you getting this? Is, is it your arm, your leg, your neck, your face, your buttocks, tramp stamp? What's going on here? I, I need to know where you're putting this thing. Um, you know, yeah. full sleeve, the stingray. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. It'd be a that'd nice be cool. uh, conversation starter for sure. But Cody seems like a cool guy. So we appreciate uh, him reaching out to us and uh, that email. Those are the types of uh, quirky uh, conversations that we like to have. It doesn't just have to be like, Ah, will the Rays offense be better this year? No. Well, let's talk about Rays baseball tattoos. We'll take it. Yes. Um, all right. We've got more mailbag questions to get to. But first, we have to tell you about LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster, like I said. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-M-L-B to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Okay, uh, this next question from Caden Jacob. He says, could you guys talk about Ryan Thompson and Colin Poche's comments about their arbitration cases? I Well, first of all, if you haven't checked out that thread, it is uh, very thorough uh, by, mm-hmm. by Ryan Thompson. It's, it's, I like the age that we live in right now where you get more peaks behind the curtain. Yes. Um, you, you got, you kind of get to know how the sauce made a little bit more uh, with guys having uh, their platforms on social media, being on podcasts, being interviewed in an informal setting. Like it's, it's really cool. Um, I did uh, want to quote him uh, on a couple of tweets. He said, it is extremely disconcerting that the, arbitrators are socializing drinking and using their devices prior to making a decision not at all assuming foul play just an obvious flaw i witnessed the biggest issue with this process to me is that arbitrators get to make whatever decision they come to but with no explanation or defense of the decision in any other legal case the decision is public this for some reason is very hidden and secretive um i have a problem with that um you should be able to to back up why you chose one side or the other. Um, yeah. I, I, you, I, th- I think the loser, quote unquote, of the case at least deserves that. Uh, why they, they lost the case because it's just drowned in a possibility of foul play if you're not really telling them why. Um, the whole socializing and drinking, like when they were told that that wouldn't happen and using their phones when they said that that wouldn't happen to look up stuff. Um, that's also a, a, a little bit, um, yeah, concerning because you, you don't know yeah. what they're doing. And I, one more thing, if, if, if everybody has played trivia at a bar, right, they tell you not to use your phones and people usually, you know, adjust to that rule. Like, hey, we're not going to use our phones, you know, during the, right. the questions. Um, if people take that seriously during trivia at a bar, how are these arbitrators that are choosing between hundreds of thousands of dollars of difference not paying attention to the rule? Like that's that that's that doesn't make sense to me. 
Yeah, it's also got to be very unfortunate for that player, really the losing side of the arbitration hearing. It's like, I guess if you're up on trial and you see the jurors come in laughing and gallivating and it's like, oh man, I don't know. <laughs> this uh, probably isn't a good good sign for me going here. But right. um, yeah, and, and just a little background, of course, Colin Pochet and Ryan Thompson, they both lost their arbitration cases, uh, minuscule amounts of money in, in pro baseball, uh, by pro baseball fashion. Um, Pochet had asked for $1.3 million uh, and the Rays offered 1.175 million, and that was actually the smallest of the 33 players who were scheduled for hearings across baseball. Thompson was uh, very disappointed, of course, to lose uh, his hearing. He gets one million dollars uh, versus the ask that his team had of 1.2 million dollars. Um, so, with all this, you know. My take is, you know, the the privacy and the secrecy of this. I have a, a a marketing idea for the race. Broadcast these arbitration hearings. Slap them on MLB Network. Set up cameras. Hear from both sides. Explain detail the process and who the arbitrators are. Embedded sports television. Embedded sports television and documentaries. That is the next wave. You have hard knocks. I mean, the, the NFL has done this to a T with hard knocks, all or nothing, uh, broadcasting, uh, combines. We have court TV. We have the last dance. We have drafts. We broadcast all that. Why not broadcast this to its fullest? I think this would be absolutely fantastic, enthralling television for any baseball fan and probably even non-baseball fans that are interested in, in rulings and uh, legal processes and whatnot. This this would be a home run, Kevin. I, I dig that idea. I know some people are like, no, that's private stuff and all that. Like, look, sports are the most... Okay, so guys getting, you know, measured and and, and tapered exactly. in their underwear exactly. isn't, you isn't know... Private? Yeah. We all want to see the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, Give us the behind-the-scenes. No, no, I, I think it's a, it's a great idea. I I do think... It's going to be better for clubs if you're like the Rays, where in a, in a, in a certain way, because Thompson, Poche, and I believe somebody else had uh, things to say about the process, maybe Jason Adam, that the Rays did not come at them with personal attacks. Uh, they right. were they were just very about the numbers. We heard what happened with Corbin Burns and the Milwaukee Brewers that apparently it was it got to be a little bit too on the personal side, but that would be great yeah. to watch. Are you kidding me? Like one episode, you get the Corbin Burns and like they're, they're really hammering that like what this this team is crazy. They've got a Cy Young guy and they're arguing for 500k, and then you've got the Poche and the Thompsons and and and, and like how mm -hmm. that interaction would go i i think it's I, I think that's a great idea i i doubt it would ever happen because mlb doesn't want to give you any sort yeah. of uh intel on 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 how they are saving money but i think it would be a really good idea and i think a lot of fans would appreciate an extra sneak peek behind behind the curtain yeah. i would hey if, if baseball wants to become more interesting this is a way to do it especially if you're looking for some off-season content to put out there instead of you know yeah. Hey, let's uh, rank the, you know, potential Cy Young candidates for 2023. No, let's 
broadcast this thing. I'd, I'd watch like every minute of it. I'd watch yeah. all the raise hearings and just kind of, hey, what are the players saying? What are the rebuttals? And is it getting contentious? You know, I think that'd be really, and just imagine all the um, cropped videos that would be put out on, on oh. Twitter and social media by, you know, cause you'd have, you know, the Jeff Passens of the world and all these guys that are, you know, watching every single minute of it and can, you know, pull a, a 90 second, two minute clip. I think it's a home run. I think it's, you know, I appreciate yeah. you saying that. Um, but, you know, maybe uh, baseball is starting to think outside the box with these rules changes. So maybe there will come a day when that, when something like this. Uh, I would appreciate that. A lot of people would. And, and you know what? If if you're the, the type of per person that likes analytics and, and, and all that new age stuff, this would be, this would even engage more yeah. of, of that segment of, right. of people because as Ryan Thompson said on that thread, the, the race do use, um, I think there was meltdowns, uh, another stat. Uh, yeah, by Fangraphs. Yeah, exactly. So so that would amplify your knowledge, expand your, your knowledge on, on more stats and what they are looking for, uh, not for, what they're looking for to build their argument. And then that would kind of, you know, ex expand your baseball knowledge on, on, on stats and stuff like yeah. that. So I think it would be really good. You'd be able to see. Yeah. yeah. Which stats are these teams and players really highlighting and focusing on? And you in turn be like, okay, maybe I need to pay more attention to these over these, whatever it may be. Yeah. This final mailbag question we'll get to today from Jeff. Uh, he says, uh, Edwin Rios, seriously, we couldn't even bring in Edwin Rios to give him a shot at first base. Does no one want to come here and play for the Rays? I mean, um, I, I don't know where you want to take this uh, question uh, with Edwin Rios because I well, believe that it would, I mean, the trade, first of all, like he's not a free agent by any means. No. He's well, not. he was, he was non-tendered by the Dodgers and then the Cubs signed him to a one-year, $1 million deal, which okay. that tells you the uh, caliber and level of player and, and what people across the league think of him if he's having to settle for, a $1 million deal with the Chicago Cubs. Look, I get, first of all, I didn't even know who Edwin Rios really was before this email. So I don't know if that's a, an indictment on me or an indictment on Edwin Rios. I know over four seasons, he's only gotten, you know, 291 plate appearances or at bats, you know, his scouting report, he has amazing, amazing, excellent power. But I mean, taking everything into account, um, and the fact that, you know, the Dodgers essentially got rid of him and signed David Peralta following his back surgery, that tells me something that I don't really like. That's probably not a good sign uh, for what um, we should be thinking about Edwin Rios. I think it's just one of those things where, like, okay, if you're talking about bringing in Edwin Rios, I would rather you play with the hand that you have dealt. I would rather see more of Josh Lowe. I'd rather see more of Luke Rayleigh. I'd rather see more of Jonathan Aranda. It's not like, you know, bringing in again, like a Michael Brantley or, or even a Luke Voigt. Like if you were to bring in or go after a bigger name like that, or heck, even, you know, thinking not necessarily, you know, first base DH type, but like a Jerickson pro for like a, a proven veteran type, like that would be more understandable as opposed to, Edwin Rios, you're not really moving the needle. I feel like you'd almost be hurting the team in the sense of like, hey, you're bringing in Edwin Rios when we have these other guys percolating in the minors, ready for a shot. That's not cool. Yeah, no, I, I, this is, I, I love the way you, 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 you finalized that thought. He wouldn't move the needle a lot. Like Jeff, like 
Edwin Rios is not going to to make or break your offense. Like, and if he does, yeah. if he is going to be a factor, boy, you're going to have a problem w- with your offense. That's not somebody that you want. You know, a career 791 OPS. That's 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 really nice. Uh, spread out onto four seasons, but then again, you have like you said, Josh Lowe and and Luke Rayleigh and Jonathan Aranda. And my, I, I I wouldn't put more into the pile unless it's going to be so much better than what you have. Like if yeah. Luke Rayleigh is given the same opportunities as Edwin Rios or Josh Lowe, is it going to be a, a drastic difference? Maybe, maybe uh, Edwin Rios gives you a 790 OPS, right? And Josh Lowe gives you a 780 and Luke Rayleigh gives you a 770. Are those 20 points really worth um, the fact that Edwin Rios only is third base? And the other guys yeah. don't. They have a little bit more uh, positional flexibility. Uh, both Luke Rayleigh and Josh Lowe are in the 90th uh, percentile or more with sprint speed. Uh, Edwin Rios is in the 12th percentile. Is that worth it? Like overall, yeah. are you really moving the needle? Or like you said, are you hurting the team um, with this move? I'm, I am completely fine in not getting Edwin Rios and, and getting guys that are already in-house right. more playing time. Yeah, again, we're not talking about Michael Brantley here, or Brandon Belt, or somebody of that ilk. And uh, I know that, you know, rumors are out there that the Dodgers were upset or complained about the fact that he didn't develop anything with his skill set beyond just the fact that, hey, I'm a strong guy who has power and get a hit home run every 13 at bats. Well, what are you doing defensively? What are you doing besides just hitting home runs? Is it home run and strikeout? That's it? Because that doesn't really help you, that 32% strikeout like rate. It's, yeah. So he has a 32%. Strikeout rate in four seasons, like yeah. that's. Do you? I mean, really I, I get that, Jeff thirty-two yeah. percent strikeout rate. Like, I, I get the idea. Like, I'd, I'd be okay with you know uh, bringing him in on a minor league deal and seeing if he can cut it. But I just don't. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't die on the Edwin Rios Hill uh, if I were you. I think you know just yeah that that I I don't think that really is going to do much for you. So and again, I mean. I know it's absolutely the Rays need more power in their lineup. Absolutely. They need more home runs, but I don't think necessarily he's the answer. There's so many guys, so many guys out there that can bop out home runs very easily once they make contact, but how often and how consistently do they make contact? There's a lot of 70, 80 grade power guys out there. Hey, you want to go, if we're just talking about 80 grade power. Okay. Let's uh, let's give a shot at Chris Gittens with the Yankees. Like that's, it takes more than that to be a capable, competent ball player. And I know that Edwin Rios, for whatever it's worth, he did speak out against the Dodgers of, you know, he was, you know, hurt and, and upset by the fact that he wasn't given more of an opportunity in a shake. And maybe that's a motivating factor, or maybe the Rays look at it as, Hey, this guy could kind of, you know, upset the clubhouse a little bit of complaining about not enough playing time. Why am I on the bench versus this other guy or these other two guys? Mm-hmm. That's another consideration that has to be taken into account. That it's not just about how hard you can hit the ball, how how far you can hit the ball, but do you fit into the scheme and uh, and the 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 outline, the plan of what the ball club has? And we say this all the time. That is 
a business. That is a workplace for these players. It might look fun, but that's their work. Do you guys like to be in a workplace with somebody that you don't like that's always complaining? No, that person, that coworker is toxic. You don't want mm -hmm. to be uh, next to them. And so that affects the workplace. So I know that stat heads, uh, they, if they can't quantify that something, they're like, oh, no, then it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> then yeah. you're, then touch grass, go outside, look at the sun. All right. There's clouds. It, you know, it, it's the real world being with humans and, and be, being with humans that give you negative um, vibes that, that affects yeah. you, that affects your, your day. And so that is something to, to take into consideration. Um, not calling out Edwin Rios. I'm just saying that is yeah. something that I, I think definitely matters sometimes just as much as your exit velocity. Right. No, absolutely. I mean, think about, you know, all the, controversy and the drama that happens in NBA locker rooms. Like that's a daily occurrence and a daily thing And at ESPN. I mean, that's kind of why, you know, I mean, he, hear the stories about, you know, Keith Olbermann and what he did to disrupt uh, the, the workplace there. Yeah, it's great. Oh my gosh, my job, I'm making six figures and I'm talking about sports, but you're also dealing with this. I'm not going to say the word, but somebody that yeah. is not uh, fun or enjoyable to be around that makes, uh, working there, a, a living hellhole for eight, 10, 12 hours, uh, it, it will have an effect on you for sure. So yeah, that's exactly. something that also needs to be measured and considered and uh, it isn't uh, discussed enough. So, uh, all right. Uh, thank you for the questions. Thank you for making the Lockdown Rage podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we will talk to you Wednesday.